Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, DeAndre Ayton is staying in Phoenix. That changes things quite a bit, maybe a little bit. Hard to really tell. I'm going to try something new today on the Lowdown. So I used to do this back when I was running a Patreon. I would write a column and then I would read the column and uh, offer that to the next level of subscribers. People seem to enjoy that. So uh, last night I wrote a quick little column on this situation um, and the Lakers inactivity to this point, why I think it should change. So here in a second, get ready to hear me read. And then once I'm done with that, I am going to touch on Jeannie Buss's interview today that she did with Mark Medina of NBA.com and some of the comments that I took issue with there. So without further ado, here we go. Leverage in trade negotiations is fickle. One moment, you think you have the upper hand. Next, you wonder how the hell you arrived at a place where you no longer have a shot at the package you once thought you might get at a bargain. Life comes at you fast, and in the NBA, hesitancy can often be costly. The Lakers probably headed into this offseason, maybe hoping for a star-caliber talent in return for Russell Westbrook, but presumably were ready to break up this contract into few smaller ones, even if it meant no one coming back with anything close to his resume. All of a sudden, though, thanks to a nightmarish month or so in Brooklyn, Rob Palenka had a chance at landing Kyrie Irving for below market value. Now, as attention shifts over to Donovan Mitchell potentially going to the New York Knicks and DeAndre Ayton staying in Phoenix... The Lakers have waited long enough. And the risk of missing out on Irving and gulp starting the season with Westbrook is too high if the only benefit is a first rounder almost a decade from now. Let's put it this way. If I told you right after Westbrook's infamous exit interview in which he blamed basically everyone but himself for last season that it would cost a mere two first round picks and some other disappointing money from last year to turn him and his bloated contract into Kyrie Irving and potentially more help, you leap at the opportunity. Sure, the risk is you trade for Irving, sign him to an extension, and he dedicates his life to space travel so as to prove the geometric dimensions of planet Earth. But so long as his feet are on the ground and his head is in the game, he's a perfect offensive fit next to LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So what's the holdup? Jovan Budha of The Athletic reported this could have been done already. What are they waiting for? It's clear Sean Marks and the Brooklyn Nets don't want to appear weak as stars are all going for insane pick packages, so throw in the second pick and a couple extra contracts and bring in the desperately needing shooting this roster is missing as of right now. Sure, patience could pay off and they could still have an opportunity to draft a kid who is currently getting ready for puberty as well as Irving Services. But the trade winds could just as easily shift, and the Lakers could be left with a pair of stars who literally would not look at each other while in the same arena a week ago. No, the risk is nowhere near the reward here. Get it done, Rob. Speaking of Rob, uh, Jeannie Buss was asked by Mark Medina a bunch of stuff. It was a, a, a good... Long interview. I thought Medina asked some very fair and, and poignant questions. I thought Jeannie Buss did her best to handle those questions, though because of the situation, there are just some things that she uh, will not go, or no places that she will go. And uh, one such place, it seems, uh, based on her defiance now two times over, remember she did that, she, did, she sat down with Bill Plaschke, and now she sat down with Mark Medina, 
it seems the most fiery she gets is anytime she's asked about the way that things run in the Lakers organization. She has not once spoke spoken even a little bit about any kind of changes coming to the way things are run, any kind of changes to the inner circle. Uh, she laughed off criticism in this one when Medina asked if she has any concerns about uh, the way that the Lakers are currently being run. She said that she has all the faith in the world because they just won a championship two seasons ago. And and yeah, like that makes some sense. But the other seasons before that and since then uh, have all been fairly disastrous, right? Like this has been some of the most frustrating basketball LeBron James has ever experienced uh, in the NBA. And a lot of it has to do with the disorganization that is now very closely associated with the Lakers organization. So, uh, but the one quote in particular really got to me and, and it was this one. In response to a question about last season, uh, I'll just read the question, quote, Injuries were a huge factor, but several, including myself, also argued last season's shortcomings stemmed from roster construction with the Westbrook trade, the depth required to make that happen, and having a veteran-heavy team. How did you view that part? Uh, Jeannie says, Many members of the media, when that trade was made, thought it was going to put us in the top of the conference. We didn't live up to expectations. The injury to Anthony Davis changes your whole dynamic because so much of our team depends on him. Now you're missing a vital piece. Everything else gets thrown off. I'm not here to make excuses. It wasn't acceptable. We have to get better. Hopefully injuries will not devastate us the way that they did past season. We've made significant changes, but we're operating in a salary cap system. So there are not a lot of tools that we have to make changes to our roster. As time goes on, you do your best. That's where our basketball operations are doing, end quote. So you're not here to make excuses, but... That seemed like a lot of excuses, Jeannie. And and yeah, you can hearken back to or you can you can bring up the media analysis of the trade at the time. And yes, in fairness to Jeannie, the Lakers were the second betting favorites heading into the season to win a championship. Um, however, I would say that that doesn't necessarily reflect anything as much as it reflects, hey, the Lakers were a popular bet and there were probably, there was probably a whole bunch of money coming in on the Lakers to win a championship after they made a move to bring a third hall of famer onto a roster already with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Um, it's the casual fans who are making those kinds of bets probably don't think of things along the lo- along the lines of, you know, fit and and yeah, so if you want to if you want to say that the reason that the trade can't be criticized now is because people didn't criticize it at the time, then you didn't read enough of the analysis about it. There was plenty out there. There were plenty of voices out there wondering what the hell the Lakers were doing, uh, saddling LeBron with a a player in Russ who can't shoot, has never shown much improvement in shooting, uh, has not shown much interest in operating off of the ball has not cared about defense in, in, in quite some time. Uh, this is a, a, the same Russell Westbrook, by the way, that the Lakers just outward ignored. They put Anthony Davis on him so that he could go out there and play rogue. So, uh, I yeah, it, it, I understand that there are certain things that Jeannie can't say about her organization, especially given the fact that the people who are running her organization are her close personal friends. But at a certain point, if you are going to stand up, and you are in credit to her for standing up and trying to show some of this accountability, you actually do have to stand up and say, yeah, these were the problems. 
this is where we fell short. These are the changes I'm willing to make if, if it comes to it. But so long as you're defiantly defending everything that, the, that got the Lakers to this point in the first place, then nobody has any reason to take your words any, anywhere near seriously. Elsewhere, DeAndre Ayton did uh, sign his, his offer sheet to the Indiana Pacers. The Phoenix Suns immediately matched it now that they have him um, on less than a max contract compared to what they would have had to offer him to fully max him out. And they have him on a, on a year fewer uh, that keeps him away from being a designated player for and, and the exception that comes with it and some of the inflexibility that would come with that title. So for the late for the for the Phoenix Suns, this was a, a, a you know a good business play. I don't think on a personal standpoint, they handled things particularly well. Shocker of all shockers that Robert Sarver, who is currently um, under investigation for the the workplace culture, would handle the humanity of running a workplace poorly. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that for Phoenix, this is a this is a big get. The fact that they didn't lose this guy for nothing. Uh, this does kind of hurt their chances at Kevin Durant, I think, because DeAndre Ayton was going to be kind of the centerpiece of a sign-and-trade offer. So I don't know where they go in that regard. Uh, but a very good Phoenix team remains very good. And for the Lakers specifically, this is because Kevin Durant might have one fewer place to viably go. Uh, that makes the chances of them bringing the them being the Brooklyn Nets bringing Kevin Durant back and potentially bringing Kyrie Irving back. And that would be kind of a disastrous scenario for the Lakers as so much of their offseason seems to have hinged, hinged upon, yeah, the shooting that we need, it's all coming in the Kyrie Irving for Russell Westbrook trade. Uh, so, Rob, I hope you didn't miss your opportunity. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Uh, this was a pretty jam-packed episode. Let me know what you guys think about the whole reading the column thing. Um, I don't know how often I'm going to write those things, but I felt like writing, and so here we went. Uh, so let me know what you think about that. If you haven't already, check out the two episodes that Harrison and I recorded earlier today. They got kind of fiery. I'm not going to lie. I was sweating by the, uh, by the end of our recording. So uh, yeah, you're going to want to check that out. And then here in a little bit, by the time you guys are listening to this, Aaron and I are going to hop on here and take a look at the DeAndre Ayton situation now that it has fully unfolded and what it means not just for the Lakers, but across the entire league. So until then, until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.